0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. I believe we have him on the line already, and that would be the outstanding Charles Davis, one of the absolute best in the business. Charles, welcome. Great to have you with us.
1: Great to be back with you, Steve. How have you been?
0: I'm doing really well, and Tom and Julie McGrath... Wanted me to say hi to you? Uh, you
1: give them my best. Give them my best. You, you know, well, we, we've covered that ground before. You yeah, know I feel have. about those two.
0: And uh, warmest greetings, by the way, to Lisa, Parker, and thank, Taylor.
1: Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated.
0: Okay, so we've gone through the the combine. Now it's going to be the pro days, and Penn State's is going to take place uh, on the uh, 24th of March. How over the years have you view the Combine, and have you ever changed your view of the Combine?
1: Well, I love that question. Absolutely love it, because I think when I first got into this, Steve, I really didn't understand how to view the Combine. I went through it as a player, but I went through it in kind of its infancy. You know, it's nowhere near, like, obviously, what it is now, and I'm not even sure the team's knew exactly what to take from it then. And when I say infancy, it dates back to 1982. I went through it in 1987. And believe me, if you saw any of the video from 1987 versus what you saw just this past week, you'd swear it was from different centuries. <laughs> and Okay? And I guess that sounds kind of – because it was from different centuries. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying yes, to get to I with know. my hyperbole, right? Right. Like like the shirts and the shorts we wore. There's none of that form-fitting stuff that to make it aerodynamic. I think the the lettering that was on my shirt. I think it peeled on the first washing. You know, I mean, it was just yeah, you, you get the idea. Right. I didn't even know what drills I was going to do when I went. Now part of that's on me for not doing the homework, but Mike Mamula, he's the one who cracked the code. He figured it all out ahead of time practiced, trained for it, did really well. It made him and took himself from a third rounder to a first rounder and had a career that was good if he had been drafted where he was supposed to, which was the third. But to go in the top 10 of the draft because he blew away the combine, it screwed up everything for him. People started to say, Oh, he wasn't that good. That was not the truth. Mike Momula was a good football player, but he got drafted too high for where his talent was because he cracked the code on the combine before the rest of us figured it out. Give him credit. So to answer your question, I really wasn't sure. I started to learn as I went, and here's where here's where I am now, Steve. Every year with the combine, the combine uh, combine for me, I use it for confirmation of what I've seen from a player. The Mm -hmm. the combine can confirm if I thought he was fast and he runs fast. If I thought he was quick, he moves quickly. You get the idea. The combine can open me up to questions. I thought this player was A B and C. The combine showed me D E F, which means I have to go back to the tape and do more work. Yeah. That's what I get each and every year. That's what I come into it doing. And last but not least, how do you temper your enthusiasm when a guy destroys the combine? Right? At a Tomae, at a away, at a Barier, at a Baray. At a bar-ay. I hope I'm coming close to pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> the young man from Northwestern, yeah, at 282 pounds, running sub four five, and doing all the drills, looking more like a linebacker, fullback than a defensive tackle. Plays a lot of three technique. Yeah. Well, his production was good, but it wasn't that. Yeah. So how do, I, how do I square it and reconcile it, right? I have to go back to the tape. I have to go ask other questions. wasn't simply that Northwestern just wasn't very good and people could key on him. You get the idea. Every single year, that's the same thing. Anthony Richardson, quarterback at Florida, destroyed the combine. Yeah. Destroyed it. But yep. when I turn on his tape, if I watch the Utah game, the season opener, he might be the first quarterback off the board. If I'd named three or four other games that I watched, i have got a lot of question marks. But here's the thing, Steve. I knew he'd blow away the combine, yet right. he still created such an enthusiasm because of what he did. <laughs> I was laughing yeah. because he did things at such a level. I saw a TV show one time where they sent an undercover cop into a, 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 uh, a retirement home. Yeah. and they were having this, like, Olympics-type thing at the retirement home. Well, he was younger, <laughs> yeah. and he went through the Olympics and lowered the bar so the people were like, oh, my God, he's, he's destroying every! How, how is he doing this? It was almost like that for Anthony Richardson as a quarterback because he just destroyed it. But we knew that. I still have question marks about what I saw on tape, but let me tell you something. He was so good at the combine, some of the people, get, they don't care about what they saw on tape. They just want to get him and work with them, and you can understand the enthusiasm.
0: Yeah, uh, for the Northwestern defensive tackle, I will say quite simply, for Jack Hamm and me in our broadcast, he did not make any tackles, so don't worry about the pronunciation.
1: <laughs> Thank you, right? But, but, that's what we, but, but Steve, to your point, I mean, it's a really great point because what you see in the games still has yeah. to reign paramount. It still yeah. has to be where, where, you're, where, where it drops for you. Now, If you believe that coaching wasn't good, if you believe that he was in the wrong position for what he should be doing, he would show better in your system versus theirs. Traits still have their place. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you throw it all out. But how do you put it together, and does it fit with what you're doing as an organization and as a franchise? That's how it all has to come together.
0: Yeah, because to get ready for the Rose Bowl, I did watch the Utah tape against Florida just because I wanted to see four different Utah games. Sure. That's not the guy I watched that had 54.7% completion percentage this year.
1: Totally different, right? But you see so many things, and you saw in the Utah game on tape. I think you saw the one where... He kind of faked the jump pass and ducked under people and went past people and did all those things. And then you see some other games that you just simply can't explain what you saw on the negative side. You know, he's got such a big arm, and this isn't something that's that's simply him. He has such a big arm that sometimes the footwork goes out the window because he figures his arm makes up for it. He's not the only one that way. Will Levis from Kentucky, gorgeous specimen. Yep. not afraid of the weight room All right, this kid is in there and he's strong and you guys know him well All right, before he went to yep. Kentucky former Penn State player but yep. even in the combine when you watched him throw as impressive as he was he still hasn't unlocked throwing to his left yep. his foot still jams and he's throwing across his body throwing to his left and that kind of surprised me because he and the people you're working with are not stupid people They know that this is something that needed to be worked on, but it just tells you old habits die hard because I'll bet you in his workouts, he threw it better to his left because of the conscious thing. But under pressure, a lot of times you revert back. That's why golfers, you hear it all the time. Whatever swing you have, it has to repeat under pressure. Jim Furyk's Mm -hmm. swing may have been the ugliest swing you saw, But it repeated under pressure. It didn't matter what the shot, and that's why he won majors. He had a swing that he knew he could count on. If you have a swing that you can't count on when the pressure kicks in, I don't care if your swing is as gorgeous as Tiger's in his prime, it's not going to work for you. I feel like for Will Levis, that time is still being worked on. So many great things there, but we got there, the lights hit, he responded, and guess what? He was right back doing the things he had done mm-hmm. before. That still has to be worked through in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah, and Charles, I obviously I watched him in practice for three years at Penn State. And what's interesting about him is he's a really good runner. I mean he yes, runs he with is. power. But the odd thing is is that for a guy that runs as well as he does, he doesn't throw as well on the run.
1: Right. Yeah, I think you know, he, I, yeah. Steve, I think he I think he's one of those guys and again time will develop some more things and things will, yeah. will be unlocked. So we always have to remember what we're seeing right now is not the finished product of these guys. We're projecting where we think they're going to go and yeah. how we can do this. But for him, I think he's one of those players that at this stage of their career, he's either running or passing. Like he makes up his mind one way or the other. I'm mm-hmm. throwing it. Or if I go and I move, once he makes up his mind to run there's no more downfield. He goes. Now, when he goes and he gets to the third level, defensive backs, you better be ready. That's the lot of man you're dealing with now, okay? And he runs, yep. with, runs with some power. So all that kicks in. Bryce Young is entirely different. From Alabama, Yes, he's smaller. We get hurt all that. He weighed 204, so he was able to put the bricks in his pocket and get through the scale, and he should never touch another (laughs) scale again. That's the biggest question he had. He was over 5'10". He weighed over 200 pounds. Let it go. But when Bryce Young moves, he moves with the idea that someone's going to spring open. And if they don't and he does go, he runs with purpose then. He's going to get you one or two first downs a game with his feet, Mm-hmm. But his movement is not to go run. His movement is for someone to come open, which we see from you know a Mahomes, a Jalen Hurts that we saw in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he sees most of the chess pieces on the field. Uh, see them
1: before we do. I can tell you yeah. that. And, and, yeah. and sometimes I think that he actually doesn't see it downfield, like truly visualizes, uh, truly yeah. sees it with his eyes. But he's visualized how the pattern's supposed to go and he knows based on coverage and dictating things and trusting receivers, he anticipates and puts it there, even if he doesn't truly see it. And he trusts himself enough to do that. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I think he's the best quarterback in this draft so far.
0: Uh, one last question, Charles, and that would be probably the first Penn State player off the board will be Joey Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what
0: was yeah. your general impression of him?
1: I thought, listen... I thought he had a good combine. If anyone was expecting, you know, he's going to blow the whole thing away, I think on his pro day he may do some things better, which is why I'm glad to see him do things at the combine. I tell players all the time, you may not value my, my you know advice, and I get it. Other people are going to give you different advice. You follow what you want. But I've been a big believer in doing as much as you can at the combine, mm-hmm. if not everything, because your pro day you can clean up whatever doesn't go well. If you save it all for one shot at it, well, it better go well that day. Your biorhythms better be working. I think Joey did a lot of things well. Listen, he's 17 times on the bench press at 225, so he's physically gifted. He's built. He plays well. Once again, the tape should rule, and the tape you watch on him, he's a player that you want. The only thing you're going to ever say is just one career interception. Why? And then you just have to dig into that a little bit. But that's a, he's a very good player. And what blew me away, Steve, was realizing someone had mentioned it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Penn State's never had a corner go in the first round of an NFL draft?
0: No, nope, have not.
1: That It'd is be the stunning, first. right? With that program, yeah. is absolutely stunning. I think, that's, I think that record's about to end because I think Joey Porter Jr. is going to go in the first round.
0: NFL on CBS analyst Charles Davis one of the absolute best in the business. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks a lot for your time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, hey, Steve, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for having me on yet again. You take care of yourself, okay?